My name is Avery Rapier, and you're listening to the Not Religious Podcast. says there i looked up the lyrics and it is all over the place all over the place but welcome back to the not religious podcast everybody i'm blake and i'm brian and this week we have with us a special guest yes we do everyone welcome to the show andrew johansson why do you continue to say because that? it starts with a j <sighs> works for me andrew johansson but i i say affectionately johnson all right well <laughs> You're entitled. Like, whenever we go to visit, I'm like, can we go see the Johnsons? <laughs> the Johnson or family. Are, are the Johnsons coming over? <laughs> well, this week we wanted to have Andrew on because we wanted to talk about some pretty gritty stuff. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Da. Da. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to talk about dinosaurs one of these days. We're going to get Andrew over here and, and really dive into the whole dinosaurs thing. Um, yeah. But, no, this week... As heard from the REM smash hit at the top of this episode, we're going to talk about the end times and are we really living in the end of days. Right, because all all my life, even like going to Catholic services and stuff, I heard people from the pulpit telling oh, me man. we are living in the end times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just swallowed it. And I was just like, okay, uh, I guess Jesus is coming soon. But as I get older... And I get more involved in church and ministry and stuff. I hear pastors saying that Jesus is coming back in my lifetime. Yeah. And, oh, I've heard it. And, you know, life. some of these guys are like 70, 60, 70 years old. And I'm thinking, <laughs> in your lifetime, you only got a good 10 years left in you, bud. <laughs> like, what? what the crap, man? So my question is, can that really happen? There's a from what I know, and there's very little on the book of Revelation, that's why we have Mr. Andrew here, is there's a lot of crap that has to happen before Jesus comes back. I mean, there's a, a whole, lot. there's a list. Yeah. He tells us exactly what's going to happen. And I don't know what has already happened. I don't know how we can tell if it's already happened or anything. So we brought in our resident expert. And now he's here. And now he is here. Andrew, my first question for you is, do you, is there a definitive list that this has to happen? Where does it all start? What's the first thing that has to happen that's going to signal the second coming? I think the, to actually get a list of it, we need to turn to Matthew 24 to get the majority of the stuff. And a little preference, what's going on is uh, Jesus was on the Mount of Olives, and he had four disciples with him, and they asked him, they said, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of age? 
starting in verse 4, and Jesus answered them, See that nobody leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and that you will be, and he will lead many astray. So the first thing he lists out is there will be many false prophets, many Which, antichrists. If you look at our last series here, a couple Plenty. of those dudes said, yeah. hey, not only am I Jesus, I'm Jesus' body. Yeah. <laughs> remember yeah. remember yeah. that one guy? Um, Apple White. Apple White. Yeah. Apple Bottom Jeans. Him and, uh, him and Jesus share an alien spirit. That's right. They yeah. share the same alien spirit. That's right. All right. So he's saying, first, first things first, you're going to have a lot of dudes come and saying that they're Jesus or they're the second coming. All right. What happens next? All right, so from verse 4 through verse 8, this is what call, Jesus sums up as the beginning of the birth pains. And so this all has to preference. Which your wife just went through, by the way, the so birth labor, pains. Labor, yes. labor, yes, labor pains. Which Braxton Hicks. All this has to happen before <laughs> it gets worse, and then, of course, before Jesus' second coming. So uh, we pick off. The next thing we hear is... In verse 6, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. So there's been a lot of wars. Mm -hmm. America's been involved in a lot of wars. Mm -hmm. But he says... But there's been wars. There's always been wars. Yeah, like as far back as... Time. We go, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I... I that I never understood because there's been constant warfare for ever as long as we've been in existence. Yeah. So what what do you mean wars and rumors of wars? Yeah. All right. What do we got next? The next it says that for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Which there's been famine and earthquake. I mean, it's it's kind of like. You could, these guys are just taking history mm-hmm. or what happens in history and saying, oh, well, this is a sign and this is a sign and this is a sign. But, I mean, you could do that with any, I mean, you know, any of these things. There's been tons of earthquakes, tons of famines and, and yeah. all that jazz. All right, what we got next? All right, so now we get into... Let's get into the good stuff. What's the good stuff? This is getting into the tribulation period. Yeah, this is that's what, what I'm talking about. Let's do it. Uh, so if Kurt you look in... <laughs> Nick Cage. After, Nick Cage. After looking in Daniel and then referring in Revelations, I believe it's all in 13, uh, you can add this to what Jesus has listed out here in Matthew. So this would be at the beginning of the tribulation. So there's supposed to be seven years of tribulation. The first three and a half years is what we're going to dive into first. And so Jesus says, this is, we'll start off in, it's also in Mark. So Mark 13, 9, we'll add this first. It says, the persecution of the saints, they'll be delivered to councils, beaten in synagogues, all those who stand for Christ. Well, that, I mean, that happened in the first century. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I read that people have been predicting the second coming of Christ since since he ascended back into heaven. Yeah. Like there were there were predictions because this stuff was happening. Right. Yeah. And very feasibly you could say that the birth pains have been going on since Christ has left. Yeah. yeah. That's very reasonable to say. 
Um, what, what are the seven seals? What's that all about? Are we there yet? We're not there. Um, I mean, in, in what we're talking about, have we gotten to the seven seals? Uh, the seven seals, I didn't really I always hear about the seven seals. When we talked about the Branch Davidians. Yes. Yeah, he was, uh, wasn't that one thing he was kind of, he was starting to read off about the seven seals yeah. before all that went down? Yeah, he was like, uh, his interpretation of the seven seals or something like that. I didn't really hit on the seven seals, but uh, in the... That's in Revelation. Tribu- right. In the seven-year tribulation timeline that I have out, it would be right around, so the seals are happening uh, within, it looks like, the first three and a half years, because it talks about the 144,000 sealed. Those are all coming out of the tribes of Israel. They were the Jews that are sealed. Oh. Um, Let's see here. So continuing on, looking in Matthew, um, the next step is the... In Mark 13, 13, and Matthew 24, 9, it said, Those will be hated for my name's sake by all nations. So everybody hates Jesus. Any followers of Jesus. Okay, gotcha. So, and then it leads into more, many false prophets, and they lead many of the believers astray. And then we start seeing believers betraying one another, and hatred towards one another. So, and I have a question too about right, the, the hatred of the followers of Jesus. Yeah, is it because they they follow Jesus, or is it because like is it is it strictly on Jesus, or is it for the way that they act? You know what I mean? Like, how does how do you interpret that? Well, Jesus no, said, "The world no will hate me because you love me." So. <sighs> Because there's a lot of that going on. Like, there's a lot of people that hate Christians, but I don't think it's because of what they believe. I think it's just the way they act. Yeah. In your opinion, Andrew, has any of this ha- yeah. happened yet? This tribulation period, no, because it's very definite that this is going to be a three and a half years. And we'll get to it through here, but at that midpoint of that three, or the end of that first three and a half years is when the abomination of desolation sits on the throne, which once again... Trump. The throne in the temple (laughs) of Jerusalem, which the third temple has yet to be rebuilt. The current place where the other two temples where they believed was sits the Dome of the Rock. That's right, and that's Islam. Islam, yes. Nation of Islam. Um, So when does the rapture happen? Is this before the tribulation or after the tribulation? Well, Brian, no man knows when the rapture is. There happen. is. No, these dudes no. that I've been hearing all my life, oh, Jesus yeah. is coming. He's coming, man. You got to be ready. You got to be on your toes. But he's coming in your lifetime. Yeah, so does the rapture, right, <laughs> in the next 10 years. So there's three different beliefs. Those that believe in pre-trib is when the rapture happens, mid-trib, or post-trib, so meaning that they stick around. The saints are going to be around through all seven years of the tribulations, the rise of the Antichrist, all of that. And then the rapture takes place when Jesus is second coming. What saints? What are you talking about? Those that, that are believers. Okay. Okay. So if you're a believer, you're a saint. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Pray saints. So yeah. really, gotcha. the, there's no definite. Um, so, get... so we don't know if the, if the rapture happens before the tribulation. No, there's no definite. There's some verses to back each argument, but it really comes down to your own personal belief. Just like anything else, it comes down to your interpretation of what those things say. The more I dig into it, the more I want to believe it in 
honestly, I would hope that we wouldn't have to endure it, especially our kids, too, that we'd yeah. be gone prior to it. Yeah, it'd be rough, man. I kind of want to. You think so? Yeah. Listen. I, I kind of want to fight. I kind of want to do the whole, uh, you, you want to fight the, the, the evil beings coming from the pits of... The zombies, dude. Hades? Yeah. I okay. Think, I, I want to, like, you know... Shield up my home and you know survive on at my, at my mom's house. Yeah, heart, okay. heart of palm and you know grass onion, <laughs> squirrel. You know, no, I mean I, I don't I think know. I'm good. I think I'll pass. You on think all you'll that. pass? Yeah, because no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't last any time. I definitely want to be taken. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the first one to take. I don't want to go through any of that stuff. But but and this goes to my thing, like. How how can these guys say we're living in the end times? I've heard stuff about the moon. I've heard stuff about because um, the first four seals have already been broken. Um, and then the fifth seals in heaven, we're never going to know when that breaks until the sixth seal happens. Like there's, right, exactly. So you got to wait for the sixth seal to, to break before the fifth one? Right, it's it's much like music. You gotta wait for that six, the sixth beat, the six. <laughs> boom, for the beat to drop. Yeah, see. Okay. But yeah. Sure. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel talks God's about the seals being sealed for a certain board. amount of time. But once again, I'm not here, here tonight. I wasn't gonna dig into deep of everything in Revelation. I just okay. mainly wanted to look at the facts that Jesus presents to yeah. us. Yeah. 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 So Th- that's the m- more important uh, part of it. Let me ask you. Okay, so you you have the tribulation. Is there anything that we can say that we can draw a parallel to that's happening today or has happened that we can say this lines up with biblical prophecy? I can tell you stuff have been going on for a while now. Um, for instance, I got big into Bible prophecy when I was in middle school. So, As, as you do. Most right. kids do. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I found it interesting that this was, I don't know, 2004-ish, five, and I was reading into the rebuilding, because obviously the temple has to be rebuilt, and from what I found, um, they actually have, have, they have every piece ready to be assembled. They're just waiting to find the spot. And my old church that I attended to, uh, we had a Messianic service, and one of the pastor, or the Messianic pastor, he uh, was actually asked by the pretty much the committee, the Levites, because they're practicing, or they're going through the ritualistic practices again, as in to prepare for sacrifices. Um, they've started breeding the red heifers that were sacrificed in the temple. Your wife loves that word. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Heifer. <laughs> so this stuff has been, there's a lot of stuff that's been preparing the way. It's just... Is there a definite right now? Let's, let me stop you. You said they already have all the pieces. Who the crap is they? Whoever's in charge of this temple organization, this temple institute, you can look them up on their website. Are they, they Jewish? Are they Christian? They're Jewish. They're Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird. <sighs> so is it like it's a secret society? No, they're not. Like they're Templars? Yeah. They're just... Uh, all right, so... A couple of Joe Blows? A couple of Jew Blows? They're descendants oh, of gosh. Levi, from what I'm understanding, so yeah. 
So there's there's some there's these Jewish guys out there, mm-hmm. and that wasn't meant to be racist. That was just it's a play on words. Racist. Shut up. <laughs> that was just a play on words. Uh, forgive me. Um, so there's a group of Jewish folk out there who have assembled all the pieces needed to rebuild the throne in the temple. The original, what uh, I guess it's the what Solomon's temple. It would yes. be. Well, Temple Solomon. Yes. No. Yeah. The, the well, one he Solomon, built. Solomon. I believe he was the original. There was there. There's the third. Third. So yes. this would be the third. Okay. So, and they're Jewish, so they don't believe in Christ. No, but they're still wanting to rebuild their temple. They're still going through their religious practices. And once they rebuild that, that that signifies what. That has to happen before the Antichrist to sit on the throne and proclaim himself to be God. Okay. So that that has to happen before the Antichrist comes. Or he or before he makes himself known. Yes. We won't know he's the Antichrist. We won't or know we him will. until he's until he sits on the throne. That'll end the three and a half the first three and a half years. He proclaims himself God. The false prophet basically points everybody towards him. And says that, okay, he is God. Uh-huh. And then at that point, he's made himself known. He's the head of his, uh, we'll look at it, he's head of his empire, so to speak. And uh, that ends the, or starts the last three and a half years of the tribulation before the second coming of Christ. Oh. All right. What is keeping these Jewish guys from rebuilding the throne? Right now, the Dome of the Rock, the Muslim, the mosque that on, sits on this top. There's been rumor that they found another place that might work, but I haven't heard anything of that. Yeah, I've heard, haven't heard anything of it. So the Dome of the Rock is where Muhammad got taken into heaven. Is that right? Is, I believe so, uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's over there in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, and you it's did good. A, yeah, that was you. good. Thank I'm you. proud nice. of you. Thank you. They built a building, and, and there's an actual rock, like a meteor, a piece of a meteor that yeah. is embedded in the building that you go and touch and pray to. Hmm. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty freaky, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, and they built that on top of the original Jewish temple. So. Okay. They have to defeat the Muslims or come up with a treaty? Does it say? Do we, I mean... What they're looking at is some kind of treaty, what they need to do. And, uh, again, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, even with Trump, with them trying to have the peace in Israel and try to come up with some kind of treaty. But I don't know how that's going to take place, really. Yeah, so you got to pull out a freaking miracle just to get these Jewish dudes over to Palestine... Am I right? That's it's Jerusalem and Palestine. Palestine controls the 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 Muslim Dome of the Rock. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. So th- those two guys have been fighting for you know centuries. So yeah. something has to happen where there's peace there that they let them go and build the the temple and the throne, and then the Antichrist has to sit right. on the. So what's the likelihood? of that happening in the next 10 years, in your opinion? In my opinion, if there is no huge events happening for it to line up in place, I don't see it happening in the next 10 years, probably not even in my lifetime. Once again, something huge would have to happen 
in order for it to line up. What, what, what would you, oh, okay, let me ask you this. I've always heard, and I, I'm, I think I'm rever, reverting back to my Nick Cage Left Behind movie. Um, I haven't watched that. you got to watch it, I, man. By the it's way, I need to watch cinematic it. Cinematic okay. greatness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most anything with Nick Cage in it. Definitely. So what's the one world government? This has to happen. Yes. To And maybe the, the one world government or the one world monetary system. New world order. New yes. world order. Is that what the new world yes. is? Yeah. New world order is supposed to be? Okay. Um, All right, here we go. To kind of understand this, I'll go to Daniel 7, because uh, it's a direct correlation. The beast of Daniel correlate in the beast of Revelation. They're all together. So... I'll go ahead and give what the common belief the theologians believe they are, and then I'll give you what, in my uh, research, I've discovered, and through prayer and everything, what I believe they are. Kick it. Do it. So, Daniel 7, um, the theologians believe that the beasts are Babylon, the media, uh, Persia, Greece, and Rome, and all of that's coming from the statue that Nebuchadnezzar built uh, they believe that the same different empires, uh, that they correspond with the beast as well. Gotcha. And so, of course, they believe that the, the lion with the wings of an eagle um, represent Nebuchadnezzar. And because the Babylon Empire, their symbol has been the lion. The wings plucked, they say, represent uh, Nebuchadnezzar's insanity and loss of power. Standing on two feet of a man, Nebuchadnezzar's humanitarian role after his insanity. Um, I'll just go through all the beasts, and then I'll tell you what I think, I believe. So going into the bear, they believe is the Medo-Persian Empire. They believe that the ribs in this bear's mouth are the three... There's three ribs, so there's three conquests of the Persian Empire. You had Babylon in, in 539 B.C., Lydia in 546 B.C., and Egypt in 525 B.C. So then you have the leopard. My the, personal favorite. Yeah. The leopard has four heads, four wings. The third head has a wound that was healed. Okay. They believe that this represents... Scar. They rep- it represents Greece, because after Alexander the Great dies, the empire is split into four. You had Antipater, then his successor was Cassander, controlled Greece and Macedonia. You had Lysimachus, ruled thrice. Thrice. I'm thrice. not even going to try it. Cineus, the first, governed Syria. Then you had Podlomi, Isater, he... Whatever, this guy that was over Egypt and Palestine. He's dead now. Yeah. (laughs) He's not listening. (laughs) And so, and then, of course, the fourth beast, they believe, was uh, the Roman Empire. Now, what I believe in study is, so back to the lion. You said the lion had wings of an eagle. Daniel said, as I watched, and they were plucked, and he stood on two feet as a man and was given a heart of a man. Well, when looking at what great nations... Oh, by the way, and when Daniel gets all these visions, he's freaking out. So Gabriel has to come and comfort him and basically say, Daniel, these are nations yet to come. Mm -hmm. 
If they were, if it was Babylon, that was a nation he was already a part of and under the role. Mm. And then next, the Persian Empire. So I highly doubt that this was an empire yet to come. Gotcha. So, so the two na- the nation that has a symbol of a lion and it was a superpower even today, I believe, is the UK. And then the wings of an eagle. Dirty Brits. <laughs> the eagle and the man are the two symbols of the United States. And where do we come from? America. America. Yeah. <laughs> has come from England. the lion, the UK. Yeah, UK. Oh, okay. So that's, that's my thoughts on that. That's where my family heritage traces back to, by the way. Your, your heritage... <laughs> Traces back to Ashwood. That's that's yeah, as far as you. You're go. right. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what's interesting about this is when you fast forward to Revelations 13, it talks about the beast having the mouth of the lion. It has the body of the leopard and the feet of the bear. What's interesting enough, this talking about great nation leading towards a one world government, the European Union. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah is what's going on right now. And when they meet, they have to speak in English. That's what they have come. So mouth of the lion. Mouth of the lion. Can I just say something? Yes. The the book of Revelation is the most heavy metal book (laughs) ever. You know what I mean? The visuals with beasts and stuff like, like I feel like everything that goes on in Revelation, anytime I read about it, uh, anytime I hear about it, things like that, I envision all of this stuff taking place on some dude's like, like <laughs> faded, uh, almost gray. Yeah. You know, used to be black, faded, faded out, <laughs> metal shirt with like a Metallica emblem over the top of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you went Metallica <laughs> for metal, or maybe maybe not Metallica. Okay, maybe more so Megadeth. There Megadeth. you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So that that's what I envision, you know? Okay. Like every single time. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Like the whole time. It like, is heavy stuff, man. It, I mean, yeah, very yeah, much so. Deep. And like the back, I just hear guitar shredding. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. So could you imagine poor John after being poisoned and somewhat delusional, one would think, on an, an island stranded and then seeing he all these things? He just pulls out a flying V and he's like, all right. Or even Daniel. No no wonder he's freaking out. Yeah. I mean, trippy, man. Oh, man. It's just, it's wild. So, anyway. All right. So, let's, let's get to what do you think is happening, let's say, post 1930 to now that can be tied into with what you're talking with the, um, Daniel and stuff. Uh, I've I've heard stuff about like uh, Germany, the Berlin Wall. I've heard stuff, you know, like you're saying about the mm-hmm. European Union, things like that. Uh, what is happening that's relevant to us now, or you know, in, in a in a generation where we're, it's easy for us to uh, relate to? Everybody knows about World War right. One, World War Two. You know, we can we can relate to those because there've been living people that we've known who's been a part of those generations. Right. Well, I think it'd be important to us to finish going over the the beast represent because yeah. Germany and Berlin actually go into my theory on the leopard. Okay. Um, but the bear comes next. So I believe 
the bear being Russia. Superpower, the national symbol is a bear. Uh, it was funny, in, on the cover of Time Magazine, you can look it up, of 1984, when they decided not to go in the Olympics, they have a cover of a bear that has the Olympic rings in its mouth. I remember that. Yeah, I remember something cool. about that. Yeah. Uh, so the leopard. Get into there. So. Germany had three rights, which is their empire. So the first one was the Holy Roman Empire, first ruled by the Frankish king Charlemagne. Oh, Charlemagne. Then. Oh, Charlemagne. The second right, was the German Empire under Otto von Bismarck. Bismarck. World War One. Bismarck. The third right, you had Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah. yeah. And during the end of uh, World War II, you had the Berlin Wall come up, which scarred Germany. So that I believe that third East right. East and West Germany. Yes. Which is which is which is weird to me because Berlin isn't even on the border of anything. It's literally in the middle of Germany. Right. But there's a wall up. That separated Germany, but it's not on a border of anything. So when they were screaming for the Berlin Wall to come down and all that fun stuff, I pictured it was like two bordering nations. Yeah. That's not what it was at all. Half of Germany was communist and the other half wasn't. Right. Did it go all the way through Germany? No. Just Berlin, I believe. Just Berlin. The wall was only in Berlin. And it wasn't it didn't even cover the full city of Berlin. Listen, they could have just gone or walked around. Walk it. around the thing. Or <laughs> was there pack razor a wire? sandwich? Pack a sandwich. <laughs> jump some razor wire. I mean, gosh, that's not quite as impactful as Mr. Gorbachev tear <laughs> down this wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's. There's more power in that. There we watched the uh, the nineties. Uh, yeah. that, that took place in the nineties, right? Mm, Early nineties. Yeah, was it the eighties? Yeah. All right. One of those CNN specials. The yeah. 80s, the 90s, whichever one it was. Because Reagan was in the 80s. I don't think Reagan hit the 90s. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So it was. Um, and they talked about how I- I- impactful that was to to everyone to, to witness that. Yeah, but I didn't I'm know saying. that. Otherwise, I mean, I'd have been like, I, just walk around it. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I don't. Okay. Like, drive 40 miles down the road and go around the Make thing. Make sure you charge your Fitbit. Right. Get your steps in. <laughs> Get your steps in and just walk around the thing. All right. Back to the But anyways. My bad. So, sorry. Sorry. We know the Berlin Wall comes down, so the wound is healed. So that leaves us with the fourth head, which I believe is what the European Union, so the fourth right, so European Union and whatever the future Germany has in this potential one world government uh, within the European Union. Which they, they tried to start from South America. After World War Two, yes, hmm. the Nazis. Yeah, because the, the, the entire Nazi leadership went to South America. Right. Yeah. So you had uh, Hitler down there. You had uh, Goebbels. Goebbels. What's his name? I don't know. Goebbels. Who's the Who's the doctor? Mengele. Mengele. Yeah, Joseph Mengele. Mengele. All those dudes went to South America to start Mengele. the Fourth Reich. So, so the Fourth Reich, in your opinion, has to happen. Yeah, so in some sort of way, it may not even be a superpower as far as an army. Gotcha. It may just be an economic one. Oh, I don't okay. know, but I do know that uh, also this the leopard has wings, bird wings. So 
another, uh, when you look at the European Union, it was founded, the two main founders was Germany and France. France's national symbol is a rooster. Of course it is, because <laughs> they're cocky. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. Hey. Also, I found I'll interesting. Be here all week. <laughs> oh, your waitress. Even in recent history for us, that France and Germany have collaborated on a super. Yeah, they have. The, no, they've they, made they the, have. the leopard uh, version two tank. They're trying to perfect it, make it better. They're even using it throughout the Euro- European Union. Yeah, and so. There's your more recent history on it. and uh, No, just like our military and England's military kind of, you know, hold hands and skip that, skip the loo down, so does France and Germany. Right. It's weird. Mm. It's v- because Germany once demolished France, you know, but now they're, right. they're boys. They're buddies. Yeah. That's right. So there, That's crazy. Was, there was a, let me ask you about this. I, I know I'm, I keep jumping off talk, topic, but I can't help it because my mind, yes, my mind just jumps around. Bitcoin. Yeah. So, have you heard the stuff about Bitcoin being the new currency? Yes. The one world currency or whatever? Mm-hmm. And personally, this is just me, but it would make sense. And really, if you talk to a lot of the guys that are big, um, John Lennox is one of them. He's a huge mathematician. Um, he, he definitely uh, has several uh, lectures and videos on the dangers of AI and everything. Duh, I and can tell you all day long the danger. So there is a chip that has been being developed. I, th- I think it's the exact same thing you're talking about, and it has all your information on it, and it goes under your skin. And so, t- in my mind, and you can't buy and sell without it. So my mind, we talk about the mark of beast wow. in Revelation in six six six. I don't think it's an actual number. It's not monster. It's, it's not monster drinks. It's definitely <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not Iron Maiden either. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's if you have if you have to have this chip, it has all your identification on it. You can't buy or sell without it. That's when God says, "No, flee from it. Do not accept it." Let, let, let me tell you this. I'm about to blow your mind. I was reading an article where right now the U.S. military is running tests. All right. So in the military, you have to have an ID card. That ID card has a chip on it, and that chip, you have to put it in to get into buildings, to log on to computers, to use the computer, to get into certain areas within a building. It's, it's a little microchip, kind of like a SIM card chip, yeah. kind of like that. The U.S. military is running mm. beta testing on implanting that in a soldier's yeah. wrist mm. or forehead. So that they don't have to carry that card anymore, that they can just oh my word. put, put right. their arm out and have it scanned. Six 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 is supposed to be on the forehead, written on the forehead. That's what's Whoa. insane. All right, here's what I'm going to say. That's trippy about that. All right, so and I, I hate to sound like I'm criticizing a douche. Yeah, I hate to sound like a douche, and uh, d- just trying to disregard everything that that is being said, but. That's where my mind's at when it comes to deconstructing stuff. Sure. So, this stuff was, you know, prophesied. Yeah. Forever ago. Mm. Right. And they talk about... I've heard about the chips being inserted into yeah. the skin for years, ever since I was a kid. Do you think at any point someone just heard that, maybe somewhere, and was like... That's, that's a, a good idea. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? You're like that's that's kind of where my mind goes. It's like, is it prophecy or is it someone 
taking that and just being like, eh, eh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Seems reasonable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate to be that way, but that's just how I've no, gotten about I mean, everything. I mean, I don't think that's a bad way to look at it. I think that's a very rational way to come to it, you know? Because if I'm an inventor and I hear something that's, you know, pretty good, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to use that. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it flows together. I think prophecy and reality flow together because yeah. I think even if it's someone who heard about the prophecy and or heard about you know this happening and said I'm going to do this in a way he's fulfilling that right. prophecy. Yeah. Regardless of his intention, uh, yeah. his the prophecy could have been from him fulfilling that, mm-hmm. you know, way back when. So I don't I, I mean I think it plays into one another. Yeah. Right. One thing I came across, uh, and you touched on it a little bit, but there was a few things that they they brought up was an article um, or a, a, a video I watched on YouTube of this guy, and he's very much uh, you know very traditional, which is fine, and, and I, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna criticize someone and knock him down for something like that, but he's very traditional with his beliefs and mm-hmm. with his uh, theology and and all that, um, and he made you know he talked about the wars and the rumors of wars. Um, and uh, and and things like that. But one thing he pointed out too was that uh, Christians will settle. Uh, a sign of the times uh, is Christians will settle for a watered down Christianity, and they'll start moving moving away from biblical truth. And mm-hmm. um, you know they're they're only going to want to hear what they want to hear. Uh, more or less like preachers, they're more or less focused on buildings and on bodies in the. You know what I mean. I, I, yeah, and, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get jump on your shoes here a little okay. bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like whoever, say, yeah, whoever's saying that is, um, you could say this, man. The the old school preachers today, the traditional guys, they yeah. hate what's going on. Hate it. Oh, hate that's it. what. Yeah, that's okay. that's what I. They I, hate I it. And, up and they're saying, that. okay, this what you're getting now is watered down. Man, if we if we back it up a couple generations, yeah. those dudes hated what the guys in the eighties oh, yeah. and nineties did. Watered Absolutely. down. I mean, it's you, just a it's recycle. a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. No one's going to be happy with any kind of progressiveness mm-hmm. that bucks tradition. Mm-hmm. No one is. Yeah. Especially if it affects their their wallets. Oh right? yeah, yeah, definitely big time. And he and he talked about. Uh, False prophets also being like mega church pastors and people like that. You know, those those are the types of, of things. Like fur ticking them. Yeah. So I watched this whole video with the 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 understanding that he's very much against um progressive Christianity and new age theology and things like that. So he's uh, everything going on nowadays is just another fulfillment of the prophecy. And that's what he was running with. Yeah. So Dude, I, I just looked up a a uh, a list of people who have publicly made, <laughs> you know, yeah. statements that we're living in the end oh, times. Yeah. yeah, and it's I mean, it's crazy long. Yeah, you you name it, mm-hmm. you na- and, and even recent people. Yeah. Um. I mean it it is it is ridiculously long and. John Hagee, I mean, big names, big Luli Giglio. There, yeah. I mean, there are big, big names on here, man. I've got an article. Um, if you want to go ahead and do it now, I can. 
Um, or we can save it to the very end. Pat Robinson? You yeah. know, he's been doing it for years. I found an article on um, usatoday.com, and it actually was published like two years ago whenever someone else was predicting the end of the world. Yeah. But it was all the time that these these uh, preachers, um, and all, I don't think all of them were preachers, but predicted, and they gave specific days. So you want me, you want me to read that? Yeah, go ahead. All right, yeah. so uh, July 29th, 2016. Um, the group End Times Prophecies yeah. uh, once announced the end of the world when on July 29th, 2016, uh, because of something called a polar flip. Um, it was predicted the stars would race across the sky and the atmosphere would be pulled along the ground. It turns out such a reversal is a common phenomenon occurring when iron shifts in the Earth's core. Hmm. Hmm. Um, this prediction turned out to be a bust, as did the group's prognosis that former President Barack Obama would reveal himself to be the Antichrist. Dude, I remember hearing <laughs> yep. Barack. Oh, yep. Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> October 7th, 2015, the E-Bible Fellowship, a Philadelphia-based Christian website run by Chris McCann, predicted the end of the world in correlation with the blood moon. Um, it also claimed um, the world would end on May 21st, 2011. According to, this is a quote, mm-hmm. according to what the Bible is presenting, it does appear that... The 7th October will be the day that God has spoken of in which the world will pass away. Um, it'll be gone forever. Huh. And he failed. I just, why make these, how full of yourself are you to make these predictions? Well, they're you taking know what I'm bits and pi- uh, pieces of it. Yeah, it talks about his second coming in a blood moon. If you read it, I mean... In scripture, it definitely sounds like a blood moon, but once again, all these other events have to line up. All this other stuff has to happen. You can't skip right. all this stuff that's supposed to happen and go straight to the very end. Right. So, and, and it's not like this other stuff that's going to happen or has to happen is low-key stuff. Like, it, it's pretty... It's game-changer. It's, it's game-changer, yeah. I mean, it's you're going to notice these things that are happening. Yeah. I found the John Hagee one, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So John Hagee's was April 15th, He's 2014. He's big on the blood moon. Dude, my mom has watched yeah. so many of his sermons, and they're, I think that is all he preaches on. It's just revelation, the he's end of time. He's just there now. Yeah. That's all he's got. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, April 15th, 2014 was, was his day. Uh, some people thought it was the end. Others just think it's the beginning of the end. The blood moon marked the beginning of a tetrad. Okay. Um, four consecutive and complete lunar eclipses occurring at um, six-month intervals, which some see as a prophecy, specifically Texas televangelist John Hagee. That's your boy, hmm. Andrew. Yeah. Nope. He says the blood moons signify a, quote, world-shaking event that begins to fulfill end-time prophecies. I just, man, I... <sighs> Everything's bigger in Texas, again, including he's, John yeah. Hagee. <laughs> he's taken it out of verse, verse 29 in Matthew uh, 24. It says, Immediately after the tribulation of these days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then will appear the sign of the Son of Man. What seal is that? That's a seal. That's one of the should seals. should be the seventh, seventh seal, seal. If, you go to, if you go to Revelation, should be. Which, again... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't get past when I automatically, when I hear 
a pastor talking about, I believe I'm living in the, in the last days. I yeah. believe that I will see Jesus' return. I just got to throw my BS flag up in the air and be like, Good dude, with that. you're just trying to scare freaking people. Yeah, so every video that I remember people, you know, playing at you know, churches where they're talking about the, the end of the world and the rapture, it's all a scare tactic. That's all it is. All of it is a scare tactic. They're made to be very eerie, very creepy, very scary. You know, it's it's yeah. boom, you vanish, and then it's just it's chaos. Planes right. are crashing, cars crashing. Uh, it's it's just uh, unbelievable, and people are freaking out. How irresponsible is it to say something like, especially, and I, and I'm serious here, if you're a seventy year old pastor. Mm-hmm. You know you only got. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. We'll, we'll stretch it and say you got 20 years left. There's a that's being lot. That's being real generous. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that has to happen within that 20 years for you to be able to see the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. To, to, to have all of this stuff fulfilled. So I ask, what is the purpose? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of saying that? Even if you truly believe it, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. The only purpose is to scare people, to keep people coming to church, Mm -hmm. which is the exact wrong reason you should be standing up behind a pulpit. Yeah. Get the butts in the seats. That's right. And And keep them there. Keep a steady cash flow. If anything, they should be saying here in Matthew twenty four fourteen it says in the gospel of the kingdom will be pro- proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all nations and then the end time will come. So if anything, wouldn't you want to be pouring into evangelizing and in- communist China? <laughs> I mean seriously, yeah. the ch- little tribes that are isolated from the rest right. of the world and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, think about it. I mean, that's the gospel. All the world. I mean, when's the last time you heard a good report about a Christian evangelizing in China? Never. But they're the no. fastest growing church. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Underground. <laughs> Underground church. Yeah. Or North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man. And, and it just, it ticks me off. It, it truly ticks me off because I think that this is something that needs to be taken very, very seriously. I want my children to know about the second coming of God and what has to happen as said through Scripture here in Matthew and Daniel and Revelation. When a, when a, a, a dude gets on stage and starts saying that he's going to see the end times, what is that putting in a teenager's mind? What is that putting in a kid's mind? What's that putting into a young, impressionable 20-year-old's mind? Who, do, who don't know it? Who haven't, you know, Andrew showed up here with nine pages of notes who haven't <laughs> and got turned on to this in middle school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What about those people who, who aren't like that, who just have a surface-level uh, knowledge uh, of the Bible. They're going to believe every, well, every word that exactly. man says. Yeah, it's it's scare tactics, and it's trying to find people who won't do their research. And look, Andrew has done his research. You know what I mean? Right. 
But how many people are going to do their research like that? But how can you accept that genuine? That's not a genuine love of Christ. No, it's not. No. It's fear. It, you're scared into having a relationship with God, and what turns out is it's not. It's not a valid relationship. Mm-hmm. And when it does happen, you're going to be hanging out with Nick Cage right. on the tarmac <laughs> yeah. because you didn't have that right. true relationship. How, dude? I don't want to think about the the number of pastors who have used this, who have led people astray, scared them into thinking that they have a relationship with Christ, and them not. And and now those dudes are going to be responsible for that? Yeah. I, that, ooh, that's God. absolutely scary. And that goes into... I, I'll, I'll wait towards the end of this, but pretty much Jesus is going to sum it up is we need to keep watch. Although we don't need the hour, we need to keep watch and to not be asleep. There's scripture over that says that. That means asleep in our faith. And so right. if a preacher presented all the facts and saying, hey, this is our focus. Yeah, we need to keep watch towards the end time. That's important. Yes, we need to know when the hour is coming, but your main purpose is to get right, get yourself right to Christ and continue to do his work. Right. And and. I feel like what Jesus is telling me there through through those words is I need to prepare not only myself but my children to to have a mindful eye for this so that I can pass that on to them that they can traditional tradition or whatever just like the old Jews did you know with with telling their children about God and Yahweh mm-hmm. I, I'm supposed to be telling my kids about the second coming of Christ. Not that it's going to happen in the next 10 years, but this is a thing that's going to happen. And hopefully I I can instill that in them and they can instill Mm -hmm. it in their children. But it should not be a basis for faith. It should not be the reason why someone comes to Christ. Their heart isn't changed. They're freaking scared into it. And that would lead fast forward into the tribulation period. There's going to be a great falling away. Of the saints, the elect, is what the Bible says. And how does that happen? Because nobody's grounded in faith. You have all right because everything's getting watered down. Is that what I'm saying? Period. Or or they had scare tactic that they they go with what they were told. They don't dig in deep. Yeah. That and then somebody comes and it says that. The Antichrist and the false prophet, they're going to perform these miracles. Dead people might be risen from the dead. It's some crazy, scary stuff that's going to happen in front of you. And if you are not grounded in faith and know that this is going to happen, you will be deceived. It's the Bible says you'll come like a thief in the night because mm-hmm. you're not prepared. And But we don't know when. Right. And and that's the, that's the thing. The Bible is telling us you don't know when, point blank, period. But still, you have men and women proclaiming the gospel of Jesus and at the same time giving predictions. And and I consider a preacher or pastor who stands behind a pulpit saying that they're going to see Jesus come in their lifetime. That's a prediction to me. It truly is. He may not put a date or she may not put a date on it, but that's a prediction. Yeah, yeah. That's saying you you know more than I know about the subject, and you're telling me this is going to happen. My spiritual leader is telling me that this is going to happen within their time. It's just a way of sucking them in. 
Well, that's borderline false prophet. If you're going to claim that that's the end time, yep. and it's obviously not based yep. upon what Jesus himself says, yeah, it's that's scary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable saying I have no clue. I don't want to know. It is. I don't want to know either. It's okay, man. I just want to live. Yeah. I want to live, I want to laugh, and I want to love. And love, that's the biggest thing, you know? I want to build my relationship with, with God. And if it, if it happens in, right. in my lifetime, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be pretty I make, sweet. Yeah, hopefully I make the first wave. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It was funny. Uh, the other day we got home. I got home from picking Alec up from school. We walked in the house, and Lee and Avery were supposed to be in here. We couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> and so we, we walked through all the house. We were looking for him, and we heard Avery, but we couldn't find Lee. Okay, so we heard Avery kind of singing or whatever, but but Alec came out after looking in the back of the, the house, and he said, the rapture. And then we heard Avery singing, and we were like, nah, Avery, no. Avery's here. Yeah, she's we're she's good. good. We're good. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, that's intense. That's intense, man. Yeah, Andrew, thank you for your vast knowledge that you brought us today, and, and your notes are incredibly detailed. Oh, they are. I, I, so much better yeah. than anything I could have sat there and. Yeah, I would have I would have fumbled all around. No and, and I do want to add one more thing. So we keep talking about Nick Cage, and I just want to show you this is how everything just comes around, okay? <laughs> Nick Cage has a son that was in a black metal band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The band the the band's name is uh Eyes of Noctum. Okay. And uh so and there's a lot, uh, with death metal, black metal themes a lot of times are taken straight out of Revelation. Right. So there you have there it. There you have it. Nick Cage is going to save us <laughs> from all the the demons whenever it happens. He's yes. going to come slay them, he's going to come the right in. Blood moon. Yeah, right. Andrew, do you have Four anything horsemen. that you, you want to add that you wanted to get in here uh, before we end? Yeah, just one last thing that really uh, what needs to happen. Um, obviously, based off of what I presented to you about on the beast and then the beast in Revelation, you see you see the, the lion, you see the leopard, you see the bear. All that's the... Symbolizing the one world government, you don't see the United States if that's the eagle. So something big has to happen to us. And, and then it also talks about a third of the world being wiped out. Some event has to take place. So once again, there's still huge things that have to happen Yeah, to line up. But I think we can end with some of the stuff that Jesus said. He said, now, but concerning the day or the hour, nobody knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For the days will come as in the days of Noah. So they will be coming, so the coming of the Son of the Man. For as in the days of the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving, they were marrying and giving in marriage until the day of Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two men were in the field. One was taken, one was left. That's in 30, Matthew 24, 36 through 40. And then another command, Jesus says, Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on, the, on what the day the Lord is coming. But know this, that the master of the house has known in what part of the night the thief was coming. He would have stayed awake 
and he would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. There you go. There it is. So, in short, Jesus said that no one's going to know when he's coming back. So, leave it at that. Leave it there. Just leave it there. You don't know. It's okay to admit that you don't know. Right. If you have such a problem, yeah, be prepared. Mm -hmm. But if you have such a problem with admitting the fact that you simply don't know something, then (laughs) that's your own issue. That's your own issue. Yeah. And the last verse I think I'll give us is in our preparation. Um, This comes from Ephesians. Uh, Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you are able to, to withstand in the evil day and having done to, stern, to stand firm. And then it goes through the armor of God, and then... Hey, girl. Yeah. Are you waiting for your knight in shining armor? Because <laughs> right. I'm wearing the armor of God. <laughs> to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also with me, and that the words be given to me, opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, in which I am the ambassador in chains, that I may declare boldly, and as I also speak, Ephesians six, ten through 20. Good stuff. Well, Andrew, it has been a pleasure having you. Absolutely. I got learned. Did you get learned? I got learned. Pleasure is mine, and we only hit the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's plenty. There's, there's plenty enough. more that can be said. Next time we have you on, we're going to go a little bit more lighthearted, okay. and we're going to talk about freaking dinosaurs. Dinos. <laughs> Yep. I'm, you laugh. I'm being dead serious. Yeah, you we know want more to. about dinosaurs than any person I think ever. When I awesome. was throwing together ideas for the podcast, yeah, and I put dinosaurs, you I did. put That's your awesome. name beside it. He sent me the list, and it said dinosaurs slash Andrew. I'll right. have Henley on here before too long. <laughs> yeah, and Henley can go over all that. Um, well, let's play some music. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, let's. So, Andrew, since you are our guest this week. Um, you've been a long-time listener. You've been faithful. You've been with us since the beginning. The beginning. Um, I want you to go ahead and uh, introduce your first, uh, or introduce your song pick first, and then we'll get to ours. All right, so other than a bunch of kid songs that uh, obviously <laughs> have been going through. Yeah, Andrew's um, got like baby 19 <laughs> I've gone back to uh, old old school Amberlynn, oh, yeah. and so uh, Paper Thin him would be okay. my pick. All right, here we go. Paper Thin Him by Anne Berlin. I wish, man, I wish with everything in me that we could have gone to see Emory 
in uh, mm. yeah. Florida whenever Amberlin did their reunion show. God, it was so, it would have been so good. They Great put on choice. a good show. Would have been good. Great choice. Um, Byron? Yep. How about you? Uh, I'm going with a f- good old favorite of the show, mm-hmm. Andy Minio. I want to have him on here. That'd oh, be awesome. I don't know if we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> he was just on Bad Christian. He was. Well, he serious. might come on here. He was. He was. Um, and my song choice is Andy Minio there. And I'm going to point you to a certain lyric. He said, took the low so I could have the top shelf. Mm. Yeah, humble thyself or God will. Mm. Boom! Roasted. Roasted. That's crazy good. All right, well, here we go. Uh, This is There by Andy Minio. Make it out alive. This ain't first class, I got upgraded. Penny pinching rapper, even though I made it. Mama got a clothes from garage sale. Took the low so I can have the top shelf. Yeah, humbled ourselves, oh God will. Youngin' with a little drive like a high wheel. Now it's pop culture when you're popping pills, right? Rather have us medicated than heal, right? Look, blog said I'm in Alamo. Boy, I'm always in Alamo. My slice need the Alamo. New York like Al Capone. Whole squad in the Patagon. My girl bubba bad bad to the bone. I keep losing my wedding ring. I gotta go get that tatted on. I'm out in Europe. It feel just like the borough. Shouting your spending euro. Got dessert, that's that churro. Need that word, that's eternal. I write the rap, no journal. My pen got me some wins. I feel like Joe Paterno. Hey, I don't got no time for beefing with nobody else. I've been dealing with my demons, I've been beefing with myself. I need heaven down on earth, cause it's feeling like it's hell. That's all that I can do. Man, yeah. I just want to let it play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so I, I can't stop. <laughs> Cannot stop. Blake, right. what are you listening okay. to? All right. I'm glad you asked, Brian. Blake. Oh, God. I'm, I'm glad you asked. asked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... I never know what you're going to get. Well, is it for real or is it a thing? No, it's it's for okay. real. All right. So I uh I'm going to try to pull up the the right part to the song and as I'm doing that I'll tell the story about how I came across back into fall in love with this man. Um so the other day I'm scrolling through Facebook and uh there's a super group that I have been listening to since 2010 called The Damn Things. Okay, it's taken from the Black Betty song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a super group that consists of uh, members of Anthrax, Every Time I Die, and Fallout Boy. Whoa. What? Dead serious. Shut up. Dead serious. So they're fantastic. So you got this mix of um, kind of like the Southern rock with the, um, you know, you can you can definitely hear there's some Fallout Boy element early Fallout Boy elements in this. You know, not that new crap. Not the new crap that they're coming out with. Um, it's the drummer and the guitarist from Fallout Boy, okay. singer of Every Time I Die, and it used to be two, uh, both guitarists from Anthrax. It switched up a little bit. Here's what happened: they put they uh, changed their profile picture on Facebook, and I was like, that's weird. They haven't done anything. They only put out one album. Now they have the basses from Alkaline Trio oh, in the band, yeah. so it's even more of a super group. 
but they have a um, they only have one album out. They're doing some festivals uh, this summer. So, um, but this song is called Friday Night by the Damn Things. I love it when a guitarist in, in the middle of playing can mimic the the singer's lyrics. Yeah, oh in, yeah. In the middle of a riff, you know, oh, yeah. just yep. and mimic the the. Oh, it, that is that's I perfection. That's oh yeah, talent. I, I love that whole album. It's so good, and it was only one. Who thought, how did that even happen? I don't know how it happened, but I am so glad that it did. So. Yep, that's just a weird com- combination. Now I'm hoping there's new music coming out. As far as I know. All they're doing is some festivals, but I'm thinking because they added Dan from Alkaline Trio, there's got to be something new in the mix there, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have just grabbed someone random to play bass for them. But anyway, <laughs> so there you go. The damn things. Friday night. Um, great stuff. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, we a, we enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. We're gonna it's have you back pleasure. on. Um, we've got a few more guests that are starting to line up here, so it's good to. To get you get you on here, like I said, long time listener, very faithful. We appreciate you and all your support. Love you guys. And we love you, and we love your butt. Yes. And congrats on your newest baby. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right, guys. All right. Well, you can um, you can find us on all the social media platforms. Um, you can also find us on ten different uh, podcast platforms. Um, leave a rating and a review wherever that you find those platforms. Um, send us some ideas for the show. Be nice to one another. Be nice to one another. Andrew, thank you again, bud. Thank y'all. 